Good morning, this is Jay Westerveld with Tales and Trails, my weekly show where we talk about politics and religion. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talk about things local, uh, culture, um, nature, definitely history. And you know, lately, we've uh, last two shows, we had uh, marketing managers from two nearby ski resorts, which was really cool. Now, today, uh, in fact, uh, one of my guests today just said it's like Groundhog Day because two days ago on Stephen Keeter's show, Free Speech, and that Saturday is at 11 a.m., uh, Stephen's guest, I'm sort of his permanent Ed McMahon guest to, to his Johnny Carson. <laughs> Stephen says something and I say, you are correct, sir, <laughs> essentially. But uh, our guest was Lisa Weisbrod, who is a heavy hitter with having been the executive director of numerous uh, NGOs, actually, some really cool NGOs and stuff. And she, uh, so Stephen is with us today, which is nice. Uh, so I have Stephen as a guest. Good morning, uh, good morning Jay. Good morning, Stephen. Good, and good morning, here. Lisa. Good morning, Jay. So this is almost a continuation of Stephen's show from uh, two days ago because Lisa was such a compelling host and there are so many very relevant topics. Just a quick background on Lisa and please correct me if, if I get it wrong. Um, while she was at Fordham, uh, she started working with the New York Botanical Garden and then she took a, a regular job there. After that, at some point, you were with the Harness Racing Museum in Goshen? Yeah, that was my first position once I moved to Orange County. And what was your position with the Harness Museum? Um, I was the marketing uh, director of marketing. Damn. Okay, and then <laughs> after that, at, at some point, I know you were with the, what's it called, the Gardening Society? over The Garden Conservancy. Garden Conservancy. Right. It's a national nonprofit uh, that preserves and protects gardens throughout the country. That's cool. And opens gardens through their open day program as well, so they open them to the public. Very relevant uh, to our region and very, very relevant, of course, to... Uh, the project for which uh, Stephen has hired me and brought me onto his uh, placemaking team. And then after that, you were at some point with the Orange County Land Trust. Yes, exactly. With the Land Trust, I was the development director there. Cool. And then moved on to the Historical Society of the Town of Warwick. Which I always accidentally referred to as the Warwick Historical Society. Everybody does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's no, it's the easier. Historical Society of the Town of Warwick. And you were the executive director there? There, I was the executive director. Uh, for... A few years, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I think it was about three or four years. Cool. And, you yeah. know, right here in Warwick, this is where the radio station and, and our show is based. Uh, the As I always say, the apple of New York's eye, just, uh, a, just about an hour from New York City. And the Historical Society is a very, uh, they have a critical mission in Warwick because we have so many historic uh, homes and properties and such a, a wealthy, deep history here. It's kind of interesting. And now you're a, a freelancer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm doing freelancing, and I'm currently a homeschool mom. Ah, oh, boy. Hi, kids. <laughs> They're listening to the show. <laughs> Happy Good. to have a break this morning. <laughs> yeah, Joy, and, and as you were saying, it's like Groundhog Day exactly. uh, right now, ha having you back. But it was a really compelling show because of your tenure with so many organizations, such as the Orange County Land Trust, who do so much work around here. And to me, one of the really big deals with all of these organizations, well, with the Land Trust more, I should say, actually, is the idea of uh, PDR, Purchase of Development sure. Rights, which is very, uh, very popular. And Stephen, you and I were talking about it earlier this morning, how Warwick leads in PDR. Absolutely. Yeah. This is something that certainly the leaders of the community can take credit for, and we as a community are very proud of. Very proud, for sure. And it really, it's technically what gives Warwick the vibe that it has. You know, some people look to the village and think that that's really where the flavor of Warwick is. But technically, the, the true vibe of Warwick, the real flavor, comes from all the beautiful rural farms, especially working farms uh, in the periphery. 
I know that, um, you know, I, I once was, was at a presentation by Professor Richard Hull, the town historian, and he said that, and I don't have it in front of me, so correct me if I'm wrong, and you can look it up, guys, but there were something like 57 working farms in Warwick in the 1970s, and then that dropped down precipitously. Significantly. Yeah. yeah uh, to present especially time the dairy farms. For. The dairies especially. My family goes back in, in dairy, and, and uh, coincidentally, both of the original, uh, my family's original farms, the uphill one up by... Um, uh, the Cuts Camp, uh, the first right farm, that's a PDR farm now. It's Sweetwater okay. Farm. Oh, okay. It's called. It's yeah, sort sure. of the remnants of it, you know, because it, it had been much bigger prior to it being chopped off a bit. And then the regular right farm on Kings Highway is also a PDR farm. And that was a, an interesting and uh, lugubrious process to do. And we talked the last time about Jim DeLon, who sure. just stepping down as the executive director of the I, Land Trust. I think he's staying on until April, from what good. I've heard. Yeah, that's which is good. Great, yeah, yeah, he's needed. And I know they have some nice uh, people sort of on tap to take his position. I think possibly Matt Decker or one of those guys. I, I will say rumor has it, but yeah. Matt's great. He came from oh, um, the Hudson Highlands Land Trust and came over to Orange County. And I think the Land Trust is really fortunate to have him. For sure. You know, I, I went out. Uh, I led a tour of one of the prehistoric caves, uh, uh, prehistoric uh, shelter sites for some county officials and some NGO people and a, a couple of folks from you know, some interesting little organizations. And um, Matt Decker was on that and okay. he was really fascinating. I learned a lot just, just from him. He which is. is cool. I actually got to sit, um, we were at the Metropolitan Club. I can't remember. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> I know, but it was Neil deGrasse Tyson oh, sure. was the speaker. And I got to sit next to Matt and uh, I'm going to say, I don't know who was more interesting. <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> Matt was point. pretty fascinating. He is, he is. And he, you know, he, it's it's easy to, to forget that he's a Yaley because he's very down to earth, <laughs> especially out in the he field. Is, you know, yeah. he, gets, he gets muddier than the next guy, which is really <laughs> nice. But uh, with the land trust, there, there was a, a sort of a splinter group, an open NGO called the Orange County Open Space Alliance, OCOSA. And we used to have meetings over at um, the buildings at Bear Mountain, the Cliff House and places okay. like that. And after one of those meetings, because the Wright family farm, there was a, a lot of controversy and difficulty in getting it preserved. Sure. After one of the meetings, uh, Seymour Gordon, rest in peace, he was amazing, a great yeah. land preservationist. He was the owner of Gordon's John Deere dealership. Uh, I did not know that, okay. Uh, great guy. And Seymour grabbed me after a meeting and he said, you know, I understand you're you know, related to John Wright. And I said, yeah, he goes, you gotta put me in touch with them because I have an idea of how they can PDR it. So between Seymour and certainly Jim DeLon, they developed a plan wherein they were able to PDR that farm that had, um, I believe, yeah, 10, 10 heirs, all sort of in a, a, a trust who maybe right. didn't all, you know, nobody, you can't get 10 can't people get to agree on anything. Absolutely. You know, it's like 12 <laughs> angry men. So it, it was kind of interesting, but they were able to come up with a way to preserve it through PDR and keep it a working farm, which to this day, it's one of Warwick's two um, agritainment bookends. Exactly. You know, on either border, there's the Wright Farm on the eastern border and right here, uh, the Pennings, Pennings Farm. And they're so different. You they're know? completely different, but but both, I think, bring a lot to the community in their own unique way. And Definitely. so you're, now you've been involved with some PDR. Um, a little bit. I, I was fortunate enough while at the Land Trust to go on some walks to monitor the land um, cool. over over at the um, the Buckbee 
farm oh, over yeah. on Wisner. Sure. Uh, that was a lot of fun and very informative to walk that. And I actually walked Hopi Lewis's uh, property oh, once wow. uh, the Warwick Conservancy went under the land trust. And boy, you know, we had to keep up with Hopi. Let me tell you. I can she, imagine. She moves fast. I've, and I've heard just that. <laughs> She's amazing. Sure. Yeah. Only met her uh, twice, I think, but great lady. And uh, yeah, the, the last time I was trying to remember who had the uh, Warwick Conservancy, and you'd said that was Andy McLaughlin. Yes. Who was also in Instrumental in Okoza, which unfortunately no longer exists. They did great work. And, it, you know, it's funny, and it, it's great that Stephen's here, because with Stephen's property and the project, which is going to be exceptional, and, you know, I, I don't think I've ever even mentioned it on my show, you know, the Pulpit Rock Inn, uh, which is such a, it's going to be just such a critically beautiful uh, ecotourism site. You know, uh, two-thirds of the property, more or less, are just going to be used for beautiful highly biodiverse plantings a lot of really interesting eco-integrative uh ideas that we have including you know we always go off about the uh bicycle in canoe launch mm -hmm. um but all the foraging hike things the pollinator gardens the uh bat boxes the wood duck boxes and on and on and also i don't want to give too much away but we hope to have the highest biodiversity uh, highest diversity of plantings um in all of the state of new york which i think is pretty achievable yeah, outside of Central Park, it's achievable. Competing with Central Park, it's it's going to be a drag down match. It's it's going to be tough, but I think we can do it. And uh, after we come back with a word from our sponsors, we'll talk more about that. Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is Michael Sweeten, supervisor of the town of Warwick. And this is your favorite assemblyman, Carl Bravidick from the 98th District. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. where we will be discussing federal, local, and town issues. Right here on radio, worth listening to. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guest every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre, right here, playing the best music. WTVQ. We're back with Tales and Trails. This is Jay Westerveld, my weekly show here on WTBQ Radio. And on this show, we talk about a little of everything. As uh, I always say, it's really based on talking about uh, human cultural history, natural history. And certainly more and more lately, we've been talking about sports and land use, anything that's really relevant to this region. You know, with the pandemic going on, people in droves are leaving New York City and they're discovering more and more interesting places nearer the city where they can live and from which they can work remotely and find interesting things to do and better place to raise a family and warwick certainly embodies that in so many ways and as we were just discussing one of the the really key attractions to warwick is this 
it, well, it's the largest town in the county, and the town itself is comprised of beautiful open rural land with a lot of active farms. You sort of feel like a little chunk of Vermont was dropped into New York's Hudson Valley right here. It's really nice, you know, within an hour of New York City. The village is cool. The village can be fun. Village definitely has a, a lot of challenges ahead of it. The town is just doing a exceptionally well. And a lot of the credit for that goes to uh, our town supervisor, Michael Sweeten, who's uh, been at the helm for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, Warwick High School grad, so he gets it. He's, you know, he grew up here, et cetera. He knows the place and he's been responsible for making this one of the leading PDR towns, uh, certainly in the nation. Um, I don't know if they're number one in the state. It could be. It could be. Uh, I, I think I've heard that. There was there was that stat a while ago. I don't know if it's changed. And it's interesting because here in the station, we have Stephen Keeter, uh, on whose show I'm normally a guest, and Lisa Perfect. Weisbrod, who's uh, headed up numerous NGOs that deal with land use issues, that deal with history, that deal with gardening, all things that are very relevant both to my interest in this show and also to Mr. Keeter's project, which is coming to Warwick to bring in a a beautiful boutique hotel right at the site of Pulpit Rock, which is a very pretty boulder in a field that sort of stands rather vertically in a field. And um, he's building um, a hotel that's actually gonna be a boutique hotel with one central, I say lodge, but uh, one primary building. And then Stephen, is it six cottages or eight? I should know. <laughs> eight. Eight. Okay. I, I don't know why I always think six, but eight beautiful cottages that are all going to blend with the Victorian uh, architecture here. It's essentially going to uh, like an extension of the character of the neighborhood because the size of those cottages are approximately the same size as uh, regular homes that you could see driving uh, up or down West Street and across on the Pelham Crossing. Cool. So, uh, and once again, we're working very hard to make sure that the details and architectural details details on those cottages are historically accurate and blend in and very Warwick-like. Yeah, and I've, I remember talking with you about some of them in the office and uh, we were looking at some renderings and uh, you said, Jay, make sure, look, these all have a, a nice front porch. It's really important to have the really big porch and everything. And I just thought, how cool for a stay to have a choice between staying in the actual inn building and having modern amenities or chilling uh, like you're, you know, a regular Warwick local, you know, in this, this beautiful uh, cottage. And we were talking in the last show about how when we travel, you know, we look for different things. And Lisa, you mentioned you spent a lot of time in Costa Rica. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's funny. I was actually on a Warwick Facebook post this morning. Uh, uh -oh. so, well, exactly. <laughs> but somebody looking, you know, where, where can I retire? And I had mentioned, no, oh, Costa Rica is a great place to retire. Somebody from Costa Rica actually responded back on this Warwick page and said, you know, I live, you know, wherever they live in Costa Rica. And they said, now I'm looking for a home base. Interesting. And maybe Warwick is it, you know. So I think that's that's kind of fascinating, too, because, you know, maybe in the wet season, she said she'd rather come up here. Yeah, there was a, you know, there was a, a, an amazing historic, um, a guy with an amazing historic construction company, Mike Foreman. It was Belleville Construction. Sure. And uh, he, he was dynamite. He passed away quite a few years ago. And he he had, um, he actually redid the the beautiful built, the stone building at the Bear Mountain Bridge where the toll gate is. Mm -hmm. I and mean, that was all him. And uh, he retired, I believe it was, Technically, Costa Rica, his daughter, Dawn, who lives here in Warwick, she still 
goes there a lot, but I believe the island was off of Costa Rica. Um, but it, it'll come back to me. But they now, were just in, does he have a son, Mike? He does. Yeah, Mike who Jr. lives in the old uh, Bellevale Church? Exactly. He restored yeah, that. Yeah, that I was like, wait, Mike didn't pass yeah, away, also, but yeah, yeah, that's no, no, his son. It's Mike okay. Jr. Sure. He, yeah. I knew Mike from originally from working on the Glenmare Mansion when okay. I lived there and worked on that forever. And uh, I learned a lot from Mike and a lot from a lot of the rest of the crew there, uh, who, you know, especially about doing slate and clay roofs. But it was pretty fascinating. With Stephen's project, um, people have, you know, people who aren't really vested in it have some have complained, uh, you know, that's kind of gone by the wayside now as people realize that it's only going to be a plus for Warwick, especially in terms of historical preservation. Well, there's not really history to preserve there, but what he's doing with the buildings and what we hope to have, including um, little kiosks and stuff, indoors and out, that talk about the history of Warwick. The whole hotel could be uh, sort of like a stage or platform for further exploring or, or celebrating Warwick. Because uh, once again, it's not that uh, we invented a bike here. Uh, we're taking a page uh, and out of somebody else's book that hotels uh, that we're trying to, or that inspired uh, the you know the the project uh, is actually exists exists in a very historical neighborhood of Savannah, uh, Georgia, mm -hmm. and uh, the name of, of each cottage is actually is the name of a prominent local family. Uh, specifically the family that uh, used to have uh, owned that piece of land because that hotel has been uh, pulled from many different uh, lots, it's sort of like seven or eight. Uh, and uh, the whole uh, footprint of the hotel comprises of three quarters of a single acre. Now we have 10 acres to work with. Wow. And obviously that's going to feel more of a less dense. But uh, going back to historical celebration and sort of like exploring Warwick's history, each cottage could be named for the, you know, prominent family that uh, Warwick, like Pennings, are the owners of the original stewards of the land. Uh, and uh, once again, one of the ideas was to go and name those cottages and uh, as, as in the name of uh, founding f uh, families of Warwick. And uh, each cottage could uh, be decorated, like a theme decorated. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of wall space that we can, people can uh, learn about history or that specific family or how they, their part and what they did and during the war time. And, you know, so uh, there's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of ideas how to showcase local uh, history, local artists, local, you know, everything Warwick, so to speak. That's excellent. And, uh, you know, I can definitely see that working. I look forward to it. And. Of course, you and I have talked at length about that. And to me, that's one of the really exciting things. You know, it will really, not only does this hotel bring in a lot of people who on the Saturday show, Lisa, you had pointed out, may say, hey, this is a great place to live. I exactly. want to buy here. But also it keeps them in the area just for their stay. And as they learn more about the history, they really feel, I think, more of a sense of ownership, just having stayed there. Like, ah, you know, I'm kind of a part of this. Let's say there's a um, a cottage name for the Foresters or, or Bradners or something, it would be really exciting. Uh, I, I love that idea, and I just love the idea of having that, uh, you know, artwork that's kind of Warwick-specific and uh, even literature, um, things of that nature in each one, just those appointments. Lisa, so you... What, uh, sorry to please, interrupt, no. but when I went home... Well, first, actually, I left the show on Saturday, 
and walked into a local establishment, a local store. Wait, are you sure you left the... the, the I think we're all still here. I know, right? It feels <laughs> like we, yeah, exactly. we just camped out. <laughs> but I walked into the store and immediately the person said to me, the owner of the store said, you were just on the radio. And I was, I was like, yay, yes, I was. And they were so excited about this project, let me tell you. Because number one, the whole bike um, bike. Rent, oh, rental yeah. or, you know, using pedal of the in, bikes, pedal, pedal and pedal out, that's it. And then they said, you know, we hope they have a shuttle to bring people into the into the village at night, eat at a restaurant, in, walk in around. In fact, we do. And there you uh, go. That is, was, uh, we were awesome. trying to build on the uh, success of historical Pioneer carriage that was oh, wow. uh, a shuttle, essentially, from one of the golden era hotels in Warwick, uh, Red Swan Inn, and it was bringing people to Goshen and to local uh, landmarks, oh, wow. and uh, we, we certainly would like uh, to revive it, and, uh, you know, Pioneer uh, Carriage, it's not necessarily going to be a horse-drawn buggy, sure. so to speak. it's not, I quit. <laughs> it could be an electric, uh, you know, uh, minibus that would cool. take people around and p- pick great. them up, and uh, maybe we'll just do something maybe historic, like a trolley, a little something, oh, you wow. know. Yeah. That, and you, you can actually create those... Uh, uh, trails so to speak historical trails where you can uh, people that uh, they, they they're always looking for something to learn about local when i travel uh, i would love to walk into the lobby of the hotel and i pick up you know all those booklets that are standing around something yeah. alone and especially if, if those services are offered I, i'm pretty sure that uh, everybody would like to take advantage of them absolutely and I, like i said this this local shop owner was just so excited about the project and about all the possibilities so so that's that's such a great thing i went home and i immediately thought oh my gosh i can just picture during the holiday season like a little christmas village and having it and how cool that would be wow you know like just when I go go to say Rhinebeck and it's all decorated for the holidays, it just has this great homey feeling, and I just picture that and people coming up for something like that, and I just and, I and think it could be. Amazing. There's a lot of uh, like I said, uh, we uh, <clears throat> have a, a big enough lot for to make it like a very sort of walk friendly, pedestrian friendly, right. and we're within walking uh, distance to the village, and Which is um, amazing. The, you know the, all those benefits that this. Uh, Tourists can bring to local moms and pops shops, to, to local to the commerce. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, certainly going to trickle down. And uh, statistically speaking, uh, the people, when they travel and spend the night, they spend three times the money uh, yeah. when compared to otherwise they would be just passing by. True. Through, you know. That's yeah. excellent. That's excellent. And yeah, I can definitely see it happening here. It's to me, mind-boggling that we don't have an actual hotel. I mean, there's a, a small motel like any um, conglomeration of uh, homes would have nearby. But Lisa, you mentioned you had a wedding here uh, a few years ago. And what happened with putting guests up? We All of our guests were outside. We had 35 um, families, because my family isn't from Warwick, so they're from all over. Uh, 35 different rooms that were rented here in Orange County none of which were in Warwick. You know, they were, a lot of people stayed in Vernon over at Crystal sure, Springs, sure. but then they stayed there to eat or they were in Middletown at the time uh, because there wasn't really the option. I, I don't think that the place in Chester was there yet maybe, but, the, but a lot of them were in Middletown, so they just stayed up there and, and we lost that, which was really sad. Yeah, plus uh, I would have loved to have had them stay in Warwick. Of course, and, and you know, 
if you are staying somewhere else, you're not going to come in back to Warwick and then possibly have a beer or two and then worry about driving back right. to Vernon or to Middletown. Exactly. It's not going to happen. With a hotel right here, those people are retained. They're at our wonderful local restaurants, which is really important. And uh, we see that the restaurants on Main Street in the village of Warwick are really struggling. They're doing their best. And something like this would just be a tremendous shot in the arm. Now, you know, and I'm, I don't mean to make this like a commercial, but it just seems to be such a no-brainer. To me, I, my standpoint, I always joke around and Stephen laughs, I'm a frog and turtle guy. <laughs> and from my standpoint, uh, ecology for the environment is this in concept is just such a home run in so many ways. We can take this ecologically sterile old field and just bring in such a, a variety of plantings and little habitat um, additions to it to bring in all kinds of beautiful and especially at-risk creatures. I mention too often the pollinator garden for hummingbirds and various types of butterflies that have trouble finding uh, the certain, certain types of thistle and other flowers, uh, milkweed certainly for the monarchs that they need. So to have actual cultivated plantings of it there that are protected and not mown down when the caterpillars are just starting to mature, uh, but where it's allowed to flourish and continue. So you've got this uh, continuation of butterflies throughout the warm season. I just think it, it's going to be beautiful. And I think uh, after a quick word from uh, the people who make it possible, we'll talk a little more. Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty & Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is Brian Baird, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million-dollar feeling. Saturdays at 9 a.m. WTBQ Weather. We're mostly cloudy this afternoon with a high in the upper 30s. Tonight, mostly cloudy. A few flurries or even a snow shower is possible in the pre-dawn. Also, watch out for some patchy fog. Temperatures will be in the upper 20s. For tomorrow, a few leftover flurries. Otherwise, clouds break to some sunshine. Highs will be in the upper 30s. In the evening, cloudy early on, then some clearing skies overnight, dropping into the mid-20s. From WTBQ Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Michael Prianti. WTBQ. And we're back with Tales and Trails. I'm Jay Westerveld. This is my weekly show where we talk about uh, human history, cultural history, natural history. We talk about hiking, skiing, recreational stuff, land use, all the cool things that make the Hudson Valley and especially Warwick just outside of New York City so interesting. It's interesting. This radio station, the actual little station building here is right in Warwick, New York. We broadcast to Eastern Pennsylvania, to Northern New Jersey. 
Uh, we broadcast into other counties to the north and to I, the south. I've heard it in New York City. Driving oh, yeah, in there. all five so, boroughs. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Even even Richmond. <laughs> you know, really but no, thank you, Lisa. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. And I have friends from the city who say, you know, Jay, you, 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 you crazy bugger. I heard you on the radio. What's going on, man? So it's, it, it's a cool station. It's a lot of fun. And it's a real up and coming station because of the region we're in. And it's for some reason, people just really love radio, and I think it's because you can drive. It's hands-free, it's eyes-free, and you can listen to it. Jay, can I ask, last night I'm listening to WTBQ driving home, and I think, is it Alex Diltz? Alex who has Diltz. this Alex Diltz who has the show. show? Yeah, The music does. was awesome. <laughs> oh, well, you had Alex, mentioned you know? one of the Diltz brothers. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Saturday. I grew up with the Diltz brothers. They, they moved here in 68, in the family, and it really, the, the, the Mr. and Mrs. Diltz, Tim and Deb, uh, they're the most dynamite human beings by far, and they were very responsible for who I am. But their sons and, and their daughter, Cami, all just dynamite people. But Alec and Wayne both are people uh, who, when I've lived in L.A. back in a time we called the 80s, I would just bump into. And they were like these great in-demand studio musicians. Yeah, brothers were really, really respected and you know looked for out there. But it would be so weird to bump into them. We, Dean Diltz and I share a birthday. Oh, so, yeah, I know yeah, that. I just, know that. And I see his face on every, almost every other sign, house for sale sign sure, in this sure. town. So. Well, and speaking of houses for sale, real estate is so uh, hot in, in Warwick. And we were talking during the break. Some of the best times in the station is, you know, when the commercial breaks on the stuff we talk about. Lisa, you brought up a great point about the project, that one other advantage that you, you see with it. Um, jobs. You know, we all... For people who are here, they want their kids to stay here. They want their kids to have local jobs. There's, you know, there's not a ton of them. And it's great that we have all these nice local stores. But also, um, and, and Stephen not, was mentioning. Yeah, and it's not yeah. just the summer jobs uh, right. that you can uh, get picking apples. Uh, you know, it's something that you can build a career. Uh, and you don't have to get on a bus or a train and go to New York City to, you know, to chase it. That's great right. It's a, a career in hospitality. This is something that you can... Uh, you know, get uh, promoted within uh, because uh, the company or the project, it's a local project for local people. I opened a number of businesses locally for the time that I've been living in Warwick, and uh, we, we still have uh, some of them active today. And it's all local guys, local people who live uh, in the village or in town, you know, yeah. and uh, they all are looking for opportunities to realize themselves uh, locally. You know, it's funny, I, I was I was spoiled because of uh, the ski area just over the border, Vernon Valley Great Gorge. Uh, my parents met at Mount Peter as instructors and they both emigrated over to Vernon Valley Great Gorge when that was being developed. And as a result of that, I always had amazing work uh, and, you know, work that led to other things and led to a lot of the friendships that I have today, a lot of the traveling that I, I've done internationally and, and, and nationally and the jobs that I've had. and. I always think about if that weren't there, would I have been just on framing crews in the winter, you know, uh, freezing my keister off? It's it's amazing what it did because it was and is a career and it changed Sussex County, New Jersey, especially Vernon and McAfee. I mean, that was essentially a mineral mining sort of Appalachian town prior to that ski resort coming in and changing it for everyone. So many of my friends who grew up there uh, post ski resort, or, you know, during the ski resort, I mean, after it was up and running, they have lives that would not have have occurred the way that they did, would have unfolded the, the way that they did if it weren't for the opportunities afforded by that. And Lisa, you mentioned during the break how 
having a chance to work in the hospitality industry right here at a nice boutique place. Exactly. I mean, you know, your your child goes to Johnson and Wales maybe and gets a their degree in hospitality. What else, what are they going to do right here? Well, this this is the perfect opportunity for a Johnny Wells graduate. Yeah. Um, or you know maybe even I I don't know is there a hospitality program at the high school? Maybe that's something that could be invented. You know and and. and brought in there so that the kids are being trained and too that's the beauty and working of it. together. I mean, there's so many opportunities for partnerships, I think, Absolutely. That, that could benefit everybody. Absolutely. And then when you mention things like the high school, uh, people have said to me, Jay, I love everything about the project. Does it seem a little close to the school for you? And I always say, not really close enough because I'd really like for the biology classes mm -hmm. to be able to bring the students over there to help us study uh, repairing ecology along the streams to help us study biodiversity, to help us study nesting birds, things of that nature. I see so many wonderful educational opportunities uh, there. Not just when I was at the Historical Society, they have a great media program mm -hmm. at, um, at Warwick Valley High School. And I worked with some of the kids there. They developed commercials for the Historical Society. I became their client. Oh, that's cool. And let me tell you, these were commercials that you could put on TV. They were really that good. Their program there is real, and they're—I don't remember the name of the the teacher, but he was amazing. And that's another opportunity to have the kids create this, so that the parents then become invested in this project too, and in this in this in. Um, I just think tremendous And that's what it's all about. It's about having those uh, opportunities and not right. letting them pass by. Because uh, frankly, uh, you know, everybody, every if you look at the, the greater Warwick uh, picture and municipalities around, many of them already uh, penned down the plans to build the hotels. Many of them already have uh, hospitality establishments. And as a resident of Warwick, I don't want those opportunities to, to, to pass by right. the, our hometown. And you're not just Agreed. a resident of Warwick. Both of you are parents here in Warwick. Exactly, yeah. And I can firsthand uh, tell you that uh, the biggest complaint from I have uh, kids of different, various age, that there's really not enough uh, opportunities, once again, right. to realize themselves, to, to apply themselves uh, properly. And uh, they're looking for those opportunities uh, someplace else. You know, it's funny, so you true. mentioned Johnson and Wales, and I believe Katie Johansson from the Johansson family. Oh, did she? With, okay. Uh, I, I yeah, believe it was sense. Johnson and Wales, uh, from which she graduated. She's with the Johansson family, Iron Forge Inn. Mm. And interestingly, um, Katie worked at Squaw Valley USA uh, when I was out there several I seasons. Yes, yeah. yeah she, yep. ran, she ran uh, banquets or special events, and she's an amazing events coordinator. Would she have had that opportunity if she didn't, you know, grow up in the hospitality industry with her family's restaurant here, the Iron right. Forge Inn? You know, and these are the things, it's these little opportunities, you never know which tiny little opportunity is going to create the butterfly effect for your child's life, their career, the trajectory of what happens, who they meet, whom they marry and have children with, where they settle. You know, something like this makes all the difference in the world. I just... I don't mean to go off about it. Hey, it's my show. I'm allowed to. The hotel is going to do so many beautiful things for the environment here, uh, for the ecology, for the animals and plants. It's it's just going to be unlike anything else for people to come visit. And it's not just a hotel. It's not just, and I want to stress out the fact that it's not just an overnight accommodations for tired travelers. This is the sort of, uh, we're trying to create a social hub. Uh, you know, that the people can come in and explore Warwick and uh, use the hotel as a vehicle or a stage in uh, for that exploration. And also uh, many other opportunities that it opens just like for 
eco-integrated uh, programs that might actually uh, further be used as a standard for hospitality industry. Jay, who started uh, and essentially gained a reputation and made a name for himself fighting um, hospitality industry. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a funny and, point. And, it, and it's a great pleasure, and I'm very proud of the fact that we have somebody uh, that renowned on our board and staff and helping us to make this hotel stand out one of a kind. Don't stop Absolutely. there. <laughs> no, just kidding. Well, that's a, I see this as a destination. People are going to seek yes. this out. It's not that you know, the Holiday Inn off seven, off the quick way. That's for your tired traveler. But this is a de- more of a destination, I, I think. Absolutely. Uh, where people are going to And Warwick in itself it already is a of destination. Yeah. And unfortunately, we, uh, Warwick as, as a destination cannot fully realize itself uh, or take the benefits of those we we have uh, we, you know we're putting as a community big effort in creating those events and uh, festivals and uh, you know apple fest and uh, all we have afterwards is uh, the littered streets uh, that uh, you know dpw guys are usually cleaning you know it's it, it's interesting I've, I've heard the joke a few times that the slogan for apple fest should be you don't have to go home but you can't stay here <laughs> and it, <laughs> that's unfortunate because you don't invite people in. I mean, imagine if you invited people to your home and you said, hey, let's all chill, let's party. You know, let's pull another bottle out. Let's have some fun. Okay, guys, it's getting late. Have some coffee, get out of here. You just don't do that to guests when they've come from far away. And unfortunately, Warwick, this is the, the fatal flaw with Warwick and hospitality. And, you know, in this pandemic time, when people aren't going to be as quick to, you know, make a, a vacation to Greece or something, sort of a something just past the staycation for Gotham. Right. right. Change of scenery. Yeah. Change of scenery. I uh, I live in Warwick, but then, uh, you know, I was known to rent uh, right next door in Vernon, just a hotel room, because it's, uh, right. it comes with the great amenities. It comes with the pools and uh, saunas and whatnot. And just grab up a family. We will go there. We will spend a night over there. Just sort of like a little getaway for a weekend. So it's interesting. I mentioned that I'm homeschooling now. And um, my children are in fourth and seventh grade. And it happens that Niagara Falls is on both of their curriculum. They're learning about, they started to learn about Niagara Falls. And I just went, all right, well, we're homeschooling. Let's go. And we headed up to Niagara Falls and had a nice hotel, you know, got a nice hotel right overlooking the falls. But I could see that here. You know, local history is a big thing. And Lisa, we're going to have a hard time building a waterfall. In the <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Okay. No, but what, people- but what I'm saying is, you know, there's so much history here. You can bring your kids here to learn about, you know, history. Ah, yes. I'm looking right across the way, and I can remember um, walking on the school property because this is so historic. I yeah. mean, right here, General's Garden was right yeah. here, and it was because the general camped here. You know, Washington's know troops that. camped here, and that's that's why it was General's Garden. I mean, oh, this that's is really cool. super historic right here. Um, so... There's just, I think there's so many things. Given a chance, people would love to, like, see, I, 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 uh, I'm i here just to learn something new today. Because uh, every time <laughs> I'm coming in and I'm learning about local history, I absolutely love it. Right. And uh, what people value most nowadays is time. And not as much as it's money, not, but it's time. And a time that lost uh, traveling to and from New York City, you know, uh, That's it, great. It, it's just lost forever. And uh, I'm 
This is why we're confident, and this is, has been backed up by uh, studies and demographics and economic, socioeconomic studies, that uh, the hotel is needed, and it's going to be viable, and it's going to be in great demand. And every week in the uh, Warwick Valley Dispatch, that's Warwick's hometown newspaper, we have a half-page ad for yep. the project where we talk about a new feature, something different we're going to have. And uh, we don't give that, that away this on the radio. This new one is going to come up uh, this Wednesday, so yep. please uh, grab a copy, uh, support local paper, and uh, check it out. And uh, we're all very excited about the project coming in and the benefits and uh, uh, amenities that it will bring uh, with itself. And I think uh, after we come back, we can talk a little more about some other interesting historical things with it. Sam's Meat Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right. Sunday morning today. Get up early. Let's hang out. Let's talk about cars. Let's all get smarter. Let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. Here Sunday morning today. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Jay Westerveld. We're back with my weekly show, Tales and Trails. And today we have two really cool guests, my friend Stephen Keeter, who has the Saturday morning 11 a.m. show, Free Speech, on which I'm sort of the uh, permanent guest. Uh, and Lisa Weisbrod, who has headed up numerous NGOs having to do with gardening, land preservation, and history. Uh, here in New York State is our guest, and it's sort of a continuation of our Saturday show exactly. where Lisa was a guest on that. We said, man, there was so much to talk about. Let, let's just continue it on the Monday show. Now, we were talking about, of course, the Pulpit Rock Inn because of, you know, I think most people, actually a pretty big majority of people in Warwick support it by a long shot because of what it will bring not only to Warwick but to the New York metropolitan area as a place for people from the city to get away for a day, a weekend, a week and do all kinds of interesting tours and things here and be just, you know, steeped in a wonderful rural environment with a lot of wildlife. Stephen is talking about, it's Stephen's project, Stephen Keeter. He's talking about uh, bringing back an old feature from a, a beautiful grand old hotel of Warwick, which was the Red Swan Inn. They had the Pioneer Carriage, which back then was a horse-drawn carriage, which brought people to and from the train station in Goshen and also to things to do around here. What Stephen envisions, and we've talked about this at length, and he's having numerous studies being done, uh, not just feasibility studies, but implementation uh, is to have that carriage service, but with something more like an electrical bus or something that even resembles a trolley, as you see in some interesting towns. 
uh, that takes guests from the hotel to various features of interest. And Lisa, who was previously the executive director of the Historical Society of the Town of Warwick, was talking about the walking tours that are wonderful that she's been on with the Historical Society right here, right next to where the station building is. With the carriage, uh, the Pioneer carriage that Stephen's going to have, one of the many things that I'm really interested in is not only having regular uh, carriage service to and from the two ski resorts here, uh, Mount Peter right here in the town of Warwick, and of course, Mountain Creek just over the border in New Jersey, but also to areas of like great bird watching, rock climbing, things like that, and historical right. places where we can actually have docents of some sort who are working, maybe interns from the high school and from universities, leading tours with other NGOs such as the Historical Society and uh, showing people around. Um, I'm still the president of the Sugarloaf Historical Society, which I co-founded with some other amazing people. And uh, to just have the carriage go to Sugarloaf for a day in the craft stores and looking at some of the historical things there and some of the amazing hiking will be great. These are things that are lacking, not only here in Warwick, but in our region at large. How many places can a Gothamite go to just an hour from New York City, park their car or get a carriage from the train station or bus station right to the hotel, chill, have some dinner, take a shower, and then say, wow, look at this, honey. Tomorrow there's going to be a tour to go sleigh riding or there's going to be a tour to go do an historical walk or a tour in Goose Pond Mountain State Park to look at these prehistoric Indian caves or the, do some bird watching. It's going to be one of a kind. And that will help. Uh, and uh, Lisa, you've been an executive director of Historical Society. You probably firsthand can attest that interest, uh, if you spike that interest in people, that uh, that helps uh, this sort of trickles uh, back in form of new memberships in uh, uh, you know selling uh, uh, you know certain mementos and historical little knickknacks that people like to take home uh, absolutely and I, I was actually just thinking about some of the books the historical society postcards i know somebody postcards. who makes a great yeah. business just uh, selling them on on his loan that's so perfect i, I just jay when you were mentioning this when i was with the harness racing museum I went, I was invited to go to Cooperstown. Oh, radical. Which, with all different people in the tourism industry. So we had people there from wow. Niagara Falls, from the city, from all over the place. And they had a carriage like this. And we went around town. We went to the Omegang Brewery. We went to the Oda Saga. We went to the Farmer's Museum. And for us, it was just to show people in tourism what they offer. I mean, what a fantastic thing to bring, you know, say it's because some people, international guests will go to the city. And this was a big thing for us at the Harness Museum. They'll stay in the city, but then they want to do a couple of nights outside. So they'll work with their concierge to find a place outside the city that offers not just a place to stay, but maybe some programming as well. Wow. You know, so inviting concierges up once this project is done and having them have a tour, Warwick Valley Winery, maybe the local brewery. A lunch someplace. I mean, that's going to promote bringing that international group out too, which that's is just a great so point. You know, it's great to put Warwick on the map for that. Once again, making it a destination, which it already is. One but of the most popular international destinations is, in fact, Woodbury Commons. Very common. And uh, people of all colors and races and uh, you know backgrounds, they all come in here. First thing they buy is a suitcase, and then uh, you know, they drag it. They, yeah, you know, it's big, true. I, yeah. It always amazed me when I was with the mu museum that Woodbury Commons was the number one tourist 
tourist destination in the state of New York. And I thought, gosh, we have so much more to offer than shopping. Yeah, but, but shopping, <laughs> shopping is hard. It's, it's almost like a work. You know? so, a, it could be a career for uh, some. Yeah, I, I, can, I can't think of a better place to offer those tired shoppers, not just travelers, a place to stay and, uh, you know, sort of like switch uh, uh, their mode into something uh, new, something educational, something right. they can learn and say, hey, you know what, I bought this, uh, I don't know, great dress, uh, in, uh, but I also stayed in this town where they have something right. that, uh, you know, something amazing and, uh, and something to share. All over Asia, whenever I bump into people, I'm, you know, usually in Asia, yeah. and people ask where I'm from, and I say, well, in New York, and, you know, people think the whole state of New York is the city. They don't right. realize New York City is technically an island off the very bottom of it, essentially an island. And... Um, I say, well, you know, kind of near West Point, and like, mm, and then I always yeah. go, okay, Woodbury Common. Oh, Woodbury <laughs> Common, you don't say. You know, it, it's amazing. I have two, shopping to me is hard work. I have two words when it comes to shopping, Amazon, and that's <laughs> it. I, I can't do Woodbury Common, but people love it. But more importantly, um, when people stay here, now they have a place to stay as well if they want to do that kind of thing as you bring up. But also now, if in the autumn, people are coming up to stay and just going to a place like Pennings, or you know, going to the right farm yeah. and doing that stuff, and then having a place to go home to and sleep, it's going to change in a good way the face and reputation of Warwick, which already has a stellar reputation. Right. It's going to be exactly. beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it, it it it's kind of interesting, and I love hearing about the the um, what what did you call it? That was like a trolley thing in Cooperstown that showed people this. It was. It was. It was. Um, I think we had a, a special thing uh, because ours was horse drawn because we were. Oh yeah, this won't be horse drawn. No, but I do believe they have a trolley that will take you around. Like I said, to the farmers museum. Um, I'm trying to remember the art museum that's up there. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I wouldn't know. I, I, you know, the only one I really know. Of uh, course, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> so, but it would course. take you around to all these uh, locations. I, I'm sure with the help of historical society, certain routes could be established, and exactly. it could be one of those on and off, hop on, hop off uh, kind of services where you have a trolley going just in around, uh, let's say, village or town landmarks and picking uh, people off because... Uh, uh, having 110 uh, rooms and uh, let's say 150 guests uh, on any given day, that's a big influx of uh, tourist money and interest in the local economy and uh, into he uh, local history. Exactly. When I was with the Historical Society, we had a group of women, I think it was a garden club from Ridgewood, New Jersey. They came up on a bus um, and we went to Clearview and they all went home with Oh, boxes and cases yeah. of wine and uh, we went out to the Iron Forge and had a lovely lunch there. Um, Michael Bertolini was gracious enough to open his home and um, from what I understand he became but quite the talk of Ridgewood with the with the older ladies. Everybody was oh, like Oh hey now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a morning show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how great would it be that then they had a place to stay, you know, and yeah, so right. they can do this sure. with this trolley. And, and that would be huge. And once again, if you're touring out to some of these vineyards, I know when I was on that tour up in Cooperstown, I went home with a case from Oma Gang. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's business. When I lived in Palo Alto, and I said this on one of Stephen's shows a, a, a couple months ago, there were so many companies who just did bus tours into Napa and Sonoma. Oh, sure. And it was so popular you tell a friend what a first date hey you want to go up to napa in sonoma don't worry about driving we're going on a tour yeah. and then they'd stay in a hotel there and then each hotel 
has trolleys, you know, really vans that would go to all the wineries. Why not have that here? Because we're not then just limited to Warwick's wonderful array of excellent wineries. Now we can go up into Ulster County to places like uh, Whitecliff, et cetera. Well, that, and I mean, we've got the, the new brewery out in, um, the old prison oh, property, yeah, yeah. which is awesome. I mean, we've got Warwick Winery. Blue Arrow Farm has nightly entertainment. That's just so much fun. Um, and I mean, what a fun place, too. It's a petting zoo and this and that. And, um, you know, to be able to, we have so many options. There's so many options here that can accept uh, accept accommodations. <laughs> <laughs> but from this inn, they could be they could shoot out. This inn could be the focus, and then shoot out to all these other. It could or tie all these businesses and opportunities together. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And as we say, almost every show on your show, Stephen, free speech, and my show here, Tales and Trails, a rising tide raises all ships. And Lisa, you mentioned how in Costa Rica, you were seeing that to be the case with the ecotourism, how Absolutely. all of the all the tertiary guest houses did well, not just the- That's it, primary. you know, I went back when I, after Saturday's show, um, looking at the hotel in the one area that I stayed last, that was the first thing built in this area. And then everything else came from there. Um, and it became quite a destination because of this hotel that they built to preserve actually this nesting turtle uh, habitat. So right. he built it to preserve this area of the beach. Um, so the sanctuary, he, the, the owner of the hotel found it. Um, it's, it's really incredible. And imagine if there in Costa Rica, if the locals said, no, no, we can't have this hotel messing up the beach. Uh, we can't have that. I don't think the turtles would be doing quite so well. I mean, no. I think it really changed things. Oh, it uh, did. It abs absolutely changed things in this town from what the locals tell me. Because when I'm down there, I'm, we usually kind of hang with the locals. So. Yes, of course. So uh, but preservation can said. take many forms. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, like we talked about smart growth, smart development. And that's that's that way to go. Well, it would be nice to get rid of the tagline of you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> I mean, it's a great place and it would That's be nice funny. for people to be able yeah, because to see some, some people, they see uh, preservation is doing nothing. We don't want nothing uh, to be done. We, we don't want it. We, uh, we don't want to do anything ourselves, and we're not going to let you do anything uh, good to it either. You know, and I don't think that's the right approach. No, preservation. If we did nothing in preservation, all the beautiful statues and, and uh, Gothic structures of Prague would be destroyed by now from acid rain. People going in there and cleaning them with things like sodium bicarbonate and lime uh, to, you know, just fight the effects of time have really done the real preservation. And that's really what this project endeavors to do with the biodiversity of the site, for sure, especially the creekside things where there will be great trout fishing. We're just about... Uh, Getting close to being out of time here, and what I'd like to do instead of my usual just, oh, oh goodbye, everybody, you know, and the music plays, is just thank the two of you, Lisa Weisbrod. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on, and uh, my kids got a nice break. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. And Stephen Keeter, and thank, thank you. And thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Right on. Thank you.